Ed! Not Ed, it's George. Sorry, you... Cr- Ed, mate, is that you? No, no, it's George. And I don't know where you're going with this. Oh, George, yeah, sure, 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 George. Yeah, whatever you want, mate, whatever you want. How can I help you? Why, why, Ed? Why have you done that? No, sorry, I'm expecting a, I'm expecting a call from, from Ed. Um, yeah, but no, this is fine too. I'm... Can I Who is help you? Who Can is I help Ed? you? With I don't something? know what's happening. Yes, we do this once a week. I give oh, you. Oh, George from school, from school. Yes, 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 yes. Mental <laughs> yeah. health, mental health. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. How you doing, my friend? Uh, well, George. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm really good. Thank you. I've got very peculiar energy racing through me right now. For a change. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Who knows where it will lead us? I don't know. Um, sure. So it could be could be good yeah. or bad. It could be high highs yeah. and low lows. Yeah, but um, all I know is I'm very excited to talk to you. Please, who is Ed? What is going on? I, ju- I just, I'm sorry, I've got, basically this is my burner phone, which is only full of singer-songwriters' numbers. So whenever I get a call okay. on this phone, I assume it's probably <laughs> going Ed. Sheeran. I haven't been right yet, but oh, no. fingers no. crossed. Well, George, but how you know, regardless of your lack of communication with Ed Sheeran, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. A bit of an odd week, um, as I told you last week. My grandma passed away last week, so it's been a little. I mean, she was very old and had a long life, but. It, I, it's the distance, I think, that is all very strange mm. because um, obviously I'm in Barcelona and because of Corona stuff, I couldn't travel and it just makes me feel very far away. Um, mm. But I think that sort of understandably maybe set the tone for my week as sort of a slightly melancholic one. But yes. onwards and upwards, these things... Onwards and upwards, but yeah. Just... Sorry, I was actually going to say something very wise. These things Sorry. happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing I've been aware of is the fact that even though you're out of lockdown and isolation, you know, from the confines of your flat, yes. you, I imagine, and I could be wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you, you still feel... Not. Yeah, but I imagine you still feel somewhat isolated because it's still not really an option to come home. Yeah, and I imagine that that's that's the main um, that's the main drawback of mm. of the. Uh, I mean, obviously, I am very glad that I can now go out and walk around and do things. But yeah, having not seen my family or friends, I was trying to work this out. I don't think I've. I think I've only spent like two days in the UK this year because I'm pretty sure I came back here early January. And and usually, I mean, I wouldn't be back all the time, but I definitely would have come back at probably a couple of times by now. But Well, it might not even necessarily have been you coming back. It might have been, I imagine you would have had a few visits at, by, by now yeah. um, as well. Which it's all of that makes a massive difference, doesn't it? But that's that's the good thing. I I've got my mum's coming in a couple of weeks, um, and then my sister and brother-in-law. And sorry to bring this up because uh, I know every time it's kind of like a, a little twist of the knife. But my nephew that I have as an uncle, mm-hmm. and obviously you, <laughs> yes, yeah, you won't get this, but I'm really. I don't know how to say this to like someone like you, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Uh, and I know for you, oh, I'm just really trying to think. Have you ever had 
a <laughs> was such a ridiculous concept. Um, let me try and because um, oh, I'm really looking forward. I'm looking to forward seeing to this seeing person. this person who's related to me, and I just don't have any other way of kind of conveying <laughs> that to you. But uh, well, okay, yeah. we'll just put put that to one side. But so I've got yeah. I've got visitors coming uh, pretty soon, so that will be. Um, I'm very wow. much looking forward to that. Watch out, La Rambler. Oh yeah, La yeah, getting absolutely <laughs> going to pound the pee. Oh, which is that pavement. just reminded me. <laughs> that's just reminded me of very happy memories. I don't know how many years ago, me and you and some friends visited Barcelona. What? It's probably like six years ago now. Yeah, is... I think it was. It was the year before I graduated from uni, which means it was 2015. I think. At graduation from university. That's another thing I can't relate to there, Ollie. Oh so God, really, yes. Yeah, sorry. Really, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, this is hard. I'm just trying to think if you've ever achieved anything, and I just, I'm not <laughs> sure there's anything. Okay, so yeah, well, you, you know the more. Sorry. You know the Brits. You know the Brits. Remember when you won at the Brits? Yeah, it's like that. Except my award was for my big brain, whereas yours was just for doing a sing and dance. <laughs> yeah, doing a Do sing and dance. I held? I held my Brit Award for the first As time you do every morning. Oh, okay. this week. No. Is that true? <laughs> no. Where, where's it been? Well, it get, you don't get it straight away. So you, you receive it and then they, you know, you smile and wave and do that bit. And then, and they, then take they take it, it back. Um, and I think, it, I don't know what. Is I it think to chisel your like, name in or something? Or did it already maybe. have you? I don't, I can't really remember. It's all a bit of a blur that evening. Um, but then it got sent to my manager's office and I, um, yeah, I just kind of forgot to ever ask for it. So I, I got it this week. I think I held it. No, last week I held it for the first time and it just, um, very weird feeling. Is it? Be like, oh yeah, that happened. Is it, has it got any weight to it? Is it hefty or does it feel, uh, it plastic hefty. knockoff? hefty. No, no. Are you sure the it's the real, real thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But the year that I... Um, is it the Damien I Hurt? I don't know if I mentioned oh, it, no. but the year that I won a Brit, um, it was... Oh, yeah. No, it was, it's, I can't remember the artist's name, but he does these beautiful glass sculptures and it's all blown glass. So each one's unique and there's bubbles inside them, little air bubbles. Mm. Um, but that, the week before that award ceremony, I did a week intensive OCD therapy course yeah. for the first time. And the only reason it was in that week was because it was the only week I had off in that time. And I needed to do it. I could feel in myself I needed to. But I was frazzled. I know. When we got to the nights, I was... I don't know if we've spoken about this on the podcast before. No, we haven't. I think I was... Yeah. I think people would be surprised to hear... Because obviously, uh, if you watch it back or whatever, you'd be like, ah, oh, he's enjoying himself. And well, I'm not yeah. saying you didn't enjoy yourself, but at that during that time you were in a particularly kind of. I think this is when you had first maybe been, or you you like the whole language of OCD was relatively mm. new t to you, and yes. so it was kind of answering a lot of questions, but then also it's this whole new thing to explore. And I remember, I think, yeah, that night you you said to me during because I hadn't seen you in ages, and I I came from Barcelona, and we were like, I think we were watching um, Calvin Harris with a big stack of fake synthesizers, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> well, no, maybe they're real, but I don't think they're plugged in. But um, you said, you, you turned to me and said, oh, have I told you about OCD gate? And I was like, what? <laughs> and that well, was when I you very first much wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And it had been a week, it was supposed to be two weeks, this specific course I signed up for. It was meant to be two weeks that I crammed into six days, I think. Mm. And it was a particularly intense CBT experience. Um, and it was... My memory is I was being exposed to things that would be triggers for me again and again and again. And I don't, in hindsight, know if how helpful I found it. <laughs> um, in But... You try, don't you? You you seek d- different ways to kind of teach yourself and help yourself. Yeah. And I just felt, yeah, completely and utterly... Drained. Drained, man. Drained. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that I think while everyone else sort of celebrated on your behalf, you were just like, nah, I, I, I need to go home. Um, yeah, I went home. I got a Deliveroo. <laughs> went home. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, and... I had to, man. I don't yeah. think it would have ended well. I think if yeah. I'd gone out and tried to party that night, it would have been um, yeah. the wrong type of partying. It would have been more of a kind of escapism yeah. than, a, than a party. But then what I did... Sorry, this is... I don't know how... This is a random conversation, but I'm enjoying it. Um, well, I... I sorry, organ- just, just quickly to say how we got to it was that... Um, I was trying to think of some way of relating my graduating from university and getting awarded for my intellect oh, yeah. uh, to yeah. something that you've done in your uh, bullshit Mickey Mouse uh, yeah. Happy yeah. Meal life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, I'm receiving that loud and clear. Thank you, Ollie. God, um, I hope no one uh, believes the things yeah. I say. Um. I can't quite remember. Oh, what I did was that I threw a party a week after or two weeks after for everyone that I work with and that had been involved to get in it to the point where a Brit nomination was even a thing, let alone winning one. Mm -hmm. And it was such a lovely way to do it because what happens after events like that is there's this real um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's like a rush of energy and everyone's like, what after party are you going to? And there's all different after parties mm-hmm. and record labels throw them and different, I don't know, brands throw them and different people throw yeah. them. Um, so it's like, are you going to the, yeah, the Red yeah, Bull party? Going... Or, nah, nah, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm going, I'm going to the... I'm more of a monster energy. I'm, I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to go to the Lucasade room. <laughs> yeah, but then... What happens is you don't leave the venue realistically until, I don't know, what is it, like 10 or 11? Yeah, 11, I think. Maybe it was 10. And then you, but then you make your way across town from the O2, and it's inevitably the party somewhere in central London. Yeah. And then you get there, and then there's a queue, and then it's like, okay, you get up there, and then there's, oh, God, why do I do this to myself? Why do I put myself in a position where I sound like the most unfun old man? What I was about to say was, there's, wait, the music's way too loud. <laughs> and what happens is, you get cornered by someone that you probably don't know very well, yeah. that says, did I ever tell you about the fact my... My darling daughter absolutely loves your music. And you go like, yeah, wicked man. I haven't seen my friends in ages. Yeah. Oh, I sound really great. Can we scrap all of this? I feel like I sound like such an ungrateful old bastard. Well, what but- I was going to say is that those those parties are 
more fun for people like me and and jo- well and our the friends that you got in to mm. we went to the I can't remember whatever the party was for us it's just like no one cares that we're there so yeah. we can actually just enjoy ourselves and sit down whereas you have to do a lot of uh handshaking and whatever but it's not just that it's that the people that really you should be celebrating with and that's friends and family but then also the people that you work with but don't see anywhere enough mm-hmm. is that you miss out on that opportunity and so yeah. instead i threw this party two weeks after the fact and it was just lovely. There was like a room full of people and we all got to kind of, I don't know, take a moment to enjoy the all of our hard work. And yeah. It was very cool. And the music cool. wasn't too loud? No, I spoke to the DJ specifically. I said, now listen, hey, I'm I'm first in line for a bit of fun. I'm you know, 35. Let know. <laughs> yeah, famously. Famously 35. I'm, I'm 35 years old and I'm, you know, as hip as the rest of them. Uh-huh. And um, Well... Slipped, slipped him a copy of Now That's What I Call Music. It was yeah. like, you know, try, keep us happy. Try track six and then you just hear dum de 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 dum de 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 And you're grinning. <laughs> Ready, lads? Tapping my foot. And I, I say, not too loud, not too loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. God, I don't know how we quite got here, but I do think we should address something that, you know, this might be uncomfortable for you. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but we have received an email from uh, Holly Barnes, and it's a screenshot of a tweet that you tweeted in 2013. And, Mm. you know, I know we've all grown a lot since then, we've changed, but I think this will be quite difficult to come back from. Morning commuters riding microscooters. Don't get me fucking started. So... No way! Yep. No way! February 5th, 2013. No! No! Yep. And so we... Oh, no! You either you either die a hero or you live to become everything you oh. once hated. And I'm afraid to say that 2013 George would look at his 35-year-old uh, future oh. self. And think, what has happened? Oh, no. I've gone so red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. When I, s- I just... Yeah. When I saw that in the in the inbox, I, oh, I, I can, can imagine you imagine rubbing my face. fingers, <laughs> yeah. like, rubbing my fingers, rubbing my hands together, just oh. such glee. And then I had to go oh. and check it because I thought maybe it was fake because I was like, it's too perfect. Um... But, I mean, do you have anything to say for yourself? What do you think's changed in that time, which means that you are now, for any listeners who aren't aware, George is now very much a, a morning commuter on a micro-scooter. Mm. Uh, what's changed? I am... Um... Oh, I really... Do you know what, as well? I would have meant that. I would have tweeted it from a real place of, you know, fury, Disdain. fire and brimstone. Yeah. yeah. And... Um... What's changed? I tried it. That's all I can say. I tried it. And I think that the reality is the it's a brilliant kind of marketing technique when you've just got a brilliant product. Once you've tried it once, you can't. This sounds so much like I've been paid by micro scooter. Oh, can I tell you? I realised why I toyed with the idea of trying a micro scooter. Okay. Because... I went over to Switzerland for one of my uh, podcast episodes for the George Ezra and Friends, where Mm -hmm. I talked to other musicians. And um, 
when I got there, I, I landed off the plane and went to get the train to this town. And I realised, God, everyone here is on a scooter. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's an exaggeration. But there was anyone you can imagine was on a scooter. Not, they weren't, you know, no engines, just... And I was like, well, that, they look like they're getting around kind of comfortably. And <laughs> they are from Switzerland, I believe. The company is a Swiss company. Um, and that was the... Uh, that, you know, that got you hooked. And now there's no going yeah. back. Well, there's no going back. And I was just like, this sleuth that's gone through my tweets and found that. I know. Um, I, uh, I mean, fair play to that woman. Well, that, that's off to you. There was actually... Um... Two people sent it in, I think. I, I can't find the other. So I don't know. How did they know? Uh, maybe it just really made an impression on them back in 2013. That's seven years ago. <laughs> weird. But. <laughs> so weird. I would like to know how they knew I'd said that. And this is why. Mate, if I get a new phone. Right, I delete every picture I've ever taken on the old one. I sometimes, often I'll change my number. I you often don't, don't back it up or I, anything? No, I get terrified. I don't like it. I feel suffocated by... I like... You know that whole feeling of like, right, as of Monday, it's a new start. That feeling. It's your all or nothing. I get that on a whole new level. And so that's why I hate one of the things that I dislike about the internet. And, everything you know, I've got exists friends forever. that send me like... Yeah, I hate it. And it's not that I've got anything to be ashamed of. It's just that it's well, like... Well, apart from the scooter thing. No, I'm not ashamed, though. I change. Listen, we all change, and I've changed for the better, I'd like to think. Yeah, but, and... well, I'm just saying you should be ashamed of your younger self for being so um, close-minded when it comes to yeah. transportation. Two wheels and the truth, you know? <laughs> I was not ready for that. Um, I... Yeah, I find that whole thing. I've got friends, we've got friends that do the whole Facebook memories thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I do not enjoy that at all. Well, this... They're memories. I'm happy with that. Um, but I don't want to see them. I mean, I'm a very nostalgic person, and I. But there's something about, like, I I like looking at old photos and videos from when I was very young and seeing yes, my family yes. and things like that. But all the stuff on that is in the age of the internet, it like perfectly captured the awkward teenage years. I don't yes. really want to see that. No. Um, and uh, I think that's why I like using. Um, well, you use a film camera, do you not? And you get I do use a you film get camera. those photos developed, and you can uh-huh. keep them. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. I have photo albums, and you know, you'll either have someone round, and I, like especially on the first album, I documented everything, and they're pictures that are just mine, and they're sometimes I'll just flick through them and be like, ah, it mm-hmm. really it feels far more engaged. Um, I guess it's the same yeah. the same thing as like listening to a record as opposed to st- just tapping in something yeah. into Spotify. It's something about having a physical object. God, we sound old. I'm actually very I young. Wonder I'm that, very young. <laughs> I wonder if the issue is the pictures that resurface now at the moment, there's not been enough time. So when we're 60 or, you know, and someone shows us pictures of us when we're 18, it'll be like, oh, no way, look at us. That mm. is amazing. True. It's like, it's just an awkward amount of space. It's like that, like, yeah, I still kind of feel a bit like I've not, I've not distanced myself enough yes. from that, who that person was. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, you know, I've, I've, I like previous me. I, <laughs> um, but I just don't want to see it. Yeah, I mean, you know? well, I, I hate photos of myself 
at the best of times, but usually, well, especially, it's like uni. I cannot look at any photos from when I was at uni, which, George, I know you might not understand. Uni is a place where big smart boys go. Uh, and girls. No, I went. I went. I just couldn't see it through. Yeah, because you had this huge. Uh, you made a huge mistake and went down one path that is not. It's not really working for you, is it? Now. Should have stayed <laughs> yeah. in school, kids. Should have stayed in school. Um, um, yeah, I can't look at any yeah. photos from them because I was very unhappy during all that time. And looking at the photos is like, oh, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing, boy? Mm. Speaking of uh, unhappiness, <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just, because this started us talking about the news of your grandma, have you been, I think there's one thing, the sadness of knowing you can't be there, mm-hmm. I think, but have you been, has it been a conversation between you and your family throughout the week? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, a bit, but it's just like, I, I spoke to my dad on the day, obviously, and, and I've spoken to him since, um, and my siblings on the day, but I don't know, especially WhatsApp or even a call, really, it just, I don't know. What I really want to do is like be able to give them a hug. Um, oh, man. And so it's not, I don't know, I think I... I I kind of freeze up and and withhold because because to be honest I don't really have a huge amount to say about mm. it. It's a sad thing, but it's not. You know, she was very old. It's that's life. Hashtag that's life. Um, well, one thing we spoke about last week, not on the show, was it kind of throws up questions of mortality and yeah. You helpfully in life said. In, in, no, no, no. I, I, I said uh, before we record this week's episode, just so you know, I just found out uh, my grandma passed away, but, you know, I'm not going to talk about it this week. And you're like, yeah, it really does make you think about death, though, doesn't it? And I was like, No, wait, hold on. I, that, wasn't, that wasn't the first thing I said. Straight away, straight into it. No, I meant no, it I more mis- I misrepresent. The, the, a lot of the challenge, I think, of losing people is the it makes you think you know the bigger picture Um, yeah well it's definitely made me think about how in two generations like you know had i have had such a vastly different life to i mean even my parents but to my grandma um and it must have been well yeah i think she must have been happy to see all her grandchildren being i mean the fact that i could i you know i'm here living in spain and I don't know. I just feel like I just feel very yes. fortunate, and I yeah. I hope she got something out of that too, um, and I'm sure she did. Not don't think she ever. Don't think she was a big podcaster. Um, <laughs> no, not a paffer. She no, wasn't a don't think so. But maybe that's for the best. Mm. Not sure. I want my grandma uh, hearing me talking about shitting myself, and oh, I keep saying <laughs> I always say shitting myself. I never actually did. <laughs> yeah. It was just the f- um, constant fear. Yeah, okay, move on. What, what is the... I know there isn't. I know the answer is, well, there isn't. But what's the closest thing to a hug when you can't be with someone? I guess it's emoji. a phone call. Emoji. emoji yeah. it's, a, it's the hug emoji. Ah, there just isn't anything, is there? There's no... Well, yeah, I, a phone call is better than... Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like I wouldn't have said this more... Well... Sorry, I'm get, I'm getting ahead of myself, but lockdown in general has made me so much more, and doing this podcast has made me so much more of a pro phone call person. I've noticed that in you. Yeah, 
Because, I mean, yeah. it's it's a bit like that thing we were talking about of the email inbox when you leave messages lingering there and stuff like that. I feel that w- when I see my phone ringing, I used to feel really like a lot of pressure about answering. Yes. And so, I, you know, maybe not the best idea to then think, okay, well, you feel uncomfortable <laughs> about phone calls. Why don't you record and release every single phone? <laughs> Yeah. But maybe it's like uh, exposure therapy or whatever. I've uh, um, there's no stopping you now. You're gonna start ham radio, just broadcasting. Oh, every just, day. Yeah, see if anyone's <laughs> out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the closest thing to to a, a hug, I suppose. Well, just being able to hear the voice and things like that. But there's only so much words can do, mm. especially when it's something like uh, you know grief. There's only so many platitudes you can say of like oh they had a good life they blah 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 all that stuff might be true but i don't know it's not the same as being able to physically be with someone and yes. comfort and be comforted by etc but the plan it because my dad lives doesn't live in the uk either and so he can attend the funeral which was today and so we're gonna do something later in well hopefully later in the year when traveling is a bit more feasible for everyone it's just uh slightly postponed well you know listen i do man um thank you for saying that i do know (laughs) (laughs) no i don't like it's just it's another brilliant example of just all of the kind of hurdles and tests that everyone's being put through throughout all of this you can't it's bigger than us it feels that way yeah i Uh, i got myself very riled up this week because i came across the section of twitter that is anti-mask anti-face mask and i was just kind of don't bring that onto this podcast i was hate scrolling through it (laughs) and there was one person i'll just tell you this because of how much you'll hate it um so just quickly bear with me there was someone saying they refuse to wear a mask because it makes the face recognition thing on their phone not work. Yeah, wicked. Um, cool. And so, and it was written like I'm an, an extremely busy person. I'm constantly oh, getting phone f- calls, sending emails, blah blah blah. I need to be able to unlock my phone as quick as possible. And I was just reading this kind of with my fingernails digging into my palms, just like how much you, it probably takes two seconds, if that, to put your fucking password in. Um, oh. Ollie, don't. I'm sorry, George. I know this is probably pushing all of your buttons, but I don't know. Well, I just, I like to see the good in everyone. Yeah. And I, it's it's things like that that make me realise. Hey, look, there's a lot, think of all our wonderful emails we got from people and what they were doing during lockdown. Um, Well, uh, there is, there's a lot of good out there as well, my dear, sweet, innocent boy. Um, (laughs) But... I don't know. I just think um, it's uh, quite a small sacrifice to make to help. I don't even need to say this. Basically, Twitter um, and my own kind of masochistic desire to feel rage uh, makes for a a heady mix um, of an Mm. evening. And Mm. so, yeah, I should probably probably avoid that. Um, One second. I'd like to share a story with you, Ollie. Oh, yes, please, please do. Well, we spoke about it the other day, but I just, I was with somebody earlier in the week, um, or last week, in fact, and they said of the way that I conduct conversations, (laughs) that they imagined that my brain 
is maybe like having too many tabs open mm-hmm. on a on your like web browser mm-hmm. and i stopped and i looked at them and i just i said that is maybe the best analogy of how my brain feels <laughs> and it, that i've never landed on ever and i'd like to thank you for giving me that analogy is what i said was that a bit of a light bulb moment for you then where you were like whoa this person has well it's has perfectly yeah. illustrated, has perfectly described what's going on. Yeah, well, it's your. I find with kind of matters of the mind when you're trying to describe them to people, that it's so it so quickly becomes an abstract thing for me. It's so quickly you start to go like it feels a bit like yeah, it was it, like last there, week. There, there. Was it last week? I think when we someone emailed in with the analogy about the. Uh, tumble dry or the uh, the washing yes. machine. These analogies are really helpful because it's like the brain is such an intangible thing, and the way we understand things, um, I think, requires that kind of use of slightly creative language or imagery. And the tabs one is particularly good because, at least for me, whenever I have tabs open, opening a new tab is kind of a way of putting something off. Or it's like, oh, I'm interested in that, but I'm not going to read it right now, so I'm going to open it. And usually it stays there for ages, and then I get to the point where I've got so many tabs open that I just close them all because I'm never going to be able to deal with each one. Mm. And uh, I do that in my head all the time. There's, I, I will sort of arrest a thought as it's happening and be like, no, stop thinking about that. We'll put that there. Oh, you all right? I'm, Ollie, yeah, even just you, because I, I have to, too many tabs in a genuine internet browser, not in my mind, it makes me go, like even now it's making my spine go a bit tingly, like in a bad way. <laughs> And it's making me picture my sister's internet browser is mm-hmm. always like 20, 30 tabs open. And when I see it, I just, I'm like, right, okay, I need to not look at that because yeah. it's spinning me out. My girlfriend's the same. Uh, she'll have, it will be so many tabs that you can no longer, because you know, if it's just one tab, you can read the title of the next tab. But then as you get more and more, the letters start to shave off. Oh, and eventually it's stop, just like... Stop, <laughs> I hate it so logo. much. I hate it. Oh, man. I really hate it. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, I, I, I'm, it's fine. I just... Oh, because some people out there... Some people, my <laughs> lord. So people, um, yeah. yes, but I very much appreciated the tabs analogy, and I, yeah, maybe that might be of use to somebody listening to this at some point further down the line. Uh, How have your intrusive tabs been for the last week? Um, they've been all right, man. Um, it definitely, in fact, yeah. Thank you for asking that because it makes me have to think about definitely. Yeah, an, it's an made me realise just that. It, yes. Which I've obviously obviously taken for granted because uh, up until now I've not really realised it. Um, That's how how it goes. Yeah, you need to take yeah. stock to realise how things may have changed. Because yeah, for the last two weeks they've been uh, what's the technical phrase? Uh, biting your uh, ass. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can put the textbook away now. You've got yeah. you've got the uh, got the, the jargon out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm 
Um, it's been better. It's been better. Um, I'm kind of just aware on the show. I don't know how useful it is me just declaring, I've had intrusive thoughts this week. Um, it's, it's lovely to share it with you, um, but I just... I hope that for anyone listening, it's not like, yeah, all right, mate, we fucking well, I just, get it. Well, I just think that... We fucking get it. Because, because, <laughs> is that what you think <laughs> our audience sound like? No, no, not at oh, all. Oh, dare you. Um, <laughs> well, I just think that because it's been spoken about in the previous two weeks. Yes. Um, and you spoke last week about how you're having these regular uh, Skype therapy sessions and mm-hmm. and how helpful that is and um tomorrow i am making my grand return <gasps> oh the, yeah to the world of therapy um and actually there was someone who emailed in saying that they they were only going to make an appointment with their therapist if it when i did so whoever you are if you're listening it's time ding dong Ding dong! Ding dong! It's time you need to keep your side of the bargain. Um, and yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I'm kind of surprisingly nervous about it, but just because it feels, I think part of the reason I was putting it off is because it's like it's been so long that you kind of have to rebuild. Um, it's it's a bit mm. like start starting again, even though it'd be with the same person, but um, it's been. I don't know, three or four months. Um, mm. And and also, so I haven't seen them at any point when COVID and quarantine was a thing. So I imagine there'll be a lot of discussion about that, dealing with that. Um, but anyway, I got to take this first step to get anything mm. out of it in the future. But also I'm going in, in person and um, going to be sweating in my little mask. Um, but yeah. yeah. So I've done it. I made the I made the appointment. I'm very brave Good and man. strong. Very brave and strong. Yeah. Well, I think it will be equal parts overwhelming and nerve wracking at times. But I think you'll walk out of there being very grateful to yourself that you booked it and that you yes. did it. Need to get um, get back on the horse. Yeah. Is that the phrase? I get back. Get through this. Uh, gotta get through this. Exactly. Gotta make it. Gotta make it. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck! You're a mountain, man. I love it. Um. Did you say I'm a mountain? <laughs> yeah. What? As in a mountain of a man? As in a yeah, towering mountain of what? Wisdom? Yeah, strength and wisdom. Okay. And I think you've got a fucking bright future ahead of you. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> no worries. Um, oh, should we? Mate. Should we beckon? Oh, our uh, dear sweet messenger boy over. Um, Let's do it. Email for you, my lord. News from the east, sire. This email has just come in, my lord. Okay. This email, uh, the subject line is Pissy Pants. Just an attention grabber. Have not pissed my pants. So that's good. <laughs> Uh, and this is from yeah. Shane. And uh, last week, George, we were kind of talking about something related to this. Not not pissy pants, but the, you know, the... Well, you'll see. That was a good intro. <laughs> Dear Ollie and George, slash George and Ollie, slash boys, slash young men, slash lords. Covering all the bases there. 
Strong opening. Um, I've been meaning to email for some time now to say thank you. I don't think I have come across a platform before, either in person or online, that so openly discusses mental health. Even though it's a podcast and I cannot directly converse with you both, it honestly feels like I'm a part of the conversation, which is what makes your work so impactful. I think we live in a time where stigma surrounding mental health is slowly lifting, giving us a space to breathe and acknowledge its importance. The two of you are positively contributing and using your public platform for good, which is admirable. And Ollie, just a reminder that you are a rock star who is too big for a Wikipedia page. Thank you very much, Shane. I agree. I'm a mountain. Um, <laughs> one thing I've noticed is there seems to be very few males reaching out to the podcast to share their own experiences with mental health. This is just an observation. Having listened to your podcast from day one after realizing George had stopped doing George Ezra and Friends, now, George, would you like to address that? Because that's not true, is it? Um, I've not stopped doing it. It's just but, but the nature of having guests yeah. on the show means that you have to do it as series. And I started to record a series at the end of last year and then realized I had a lot of other projects going on. Mm -hmm. And then... I toyed with the idea of doing one during lockdown, but it, just on a selfish level, one of the things I love most about that show is that I get to go and sit with these amazing people and get a feel. I think you get a feel for them yeah. in the room, and that helps the interviews. Mm -hmm. So there will be another series one day. Okay. Um, yes. So rest easy, uh, Shane. It will be back at some point. But... Uh, I'm reaching out to share my experience with anxiety. It started in my teenage years, which I feel is a relatable origin story for a lot of anxiety sufferers. My anxiety is very much a physical dilemma, which resonates strongly with your discussion on how exhausting and physical panic attacks and mental ill health can be. I think we overlook and often forget the impact anxiety can physically have on our bodies. We live in a world where we are expected to be on the go constantly, which in itself is exhausting. So throw a Jamie Oliver splash of anxiety here and there, and we have a recipe for long-term anxiety slash depression and no recovery time from this type of burnout. Now, my anxiety makes me want to pee. Like, regardless of whether or not there is liquid in the bladder, I need to pee. End of story. As you can imagine, on the bad days when my anxiety is at an all-time high, this gets in the way of everything. Work, meeting friends, any form of travelling. And now in Covid times, when many places are closed, the knowledge of not having access to toilets when out and about is enough to keep me indoors. I can completely understand Ollie's need of a game plan when heading out of the house, ensuring he knows places to go to quietly have a meltdown in peace. For me, it's knowing the toilets I can go to. It sounds daft writing that, but it's how I deal and I'm able to get out of the house. At least if any of my friends ever ask where the best place is to go to use the bathroom, I'm the guy. Currently, I'm living at home and lucky enough to live in the countryside on the coast of Cork in Ireland, so can get out of the house for long walks and be happy in giving back to nature when the calling comes, anxiety-driven <laughs> okay. or not. However, with society slowly reopening, I find my anxiety is increasing with each day. I'm heading back to Edinburgh at the end of July, which I'm extremely excited about, regardless of what my anxiety levels will be. I'm lucky enough to have had CBT at a young age when my anxiety was just kicking in, so I have coping mechanisms that can work well. However, being 23 years young and dealing with anxiety for the last 10 years of my life, 
I find myself exploring the idea of medication. I was always very much against taking medication for myself personally, but now I feel as if I need a little helping hand to truly get on top of my anxiety to manage it the best I can. I think anyone dealing with anxiety is defeating it one day at a time and we should not hide away from it or allow it to silence us, as speaking about our struggles and sharing with others is 100% the way to kick its ass. So thank you so much to the both of you and keep on keeping on. Now, Shane, thank you very much for sharing that. The kind of toilet anxiety I can absolutely relate to and just the idea of, of being, of basically the idea that you might, need a toilet and not being able to find one is enough to convince yourself that like oh you really desperately do need one at that time and i have uh, two friends actually who have the exact same thing that you've described where they you know even if they've just been to the bathroom they just convince themselves that they're going to need to go again and if that meet that like shane has described that can mean you just end up not doing anything because you think I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to worry about that. And I hope that you, the the medication question, I was also, I thinking about it, I don't really know why, but I was also kind of against it for a long time. Not in a kind of a judgmental way. I just personally did not want to go down that route because I think it's kind of a stigma thing. I, I, I kind of thought that by taking medication, I was like admitting that I couldn't deal with it on my own or something, which is silly because that's the medication is there to help you and it doesn't make you any weaker or anything for, for trying it. But it, I can only speak for myself and starting medication, what, probably about a year ago now, has been, I mean, amazing for me. It's genuinely changed a lot of stuff for the better so you know you need to make your own decision but yeah it's something to consider i think i can do so much more now that i just wouldn't have been able to do or or i wouldn't have allowed myself to do a while ago so i think it's worth a go um, i'd just like to say as well firstly thank you for that email because just a brilliant one to hear and i think that the the reason even you talking ollie about your kind of reluctancy to start any medication or try any medication uh, from how i see it with people a lot of it is to do with the stigma around it for you to go and seek help in such yeah. a immediate way is to admit that there's something wrong or there's something that is i don't know previously being perceived as a weakness or and i think that's a scary thing that is with every conversation that's you know those stigmas are being hopefully eradicated over time um and also the i really appreciate this email because somebody that i know and love has had a very similar thing with the needing the toilet and it's uh it's really nice for me to hear somebody else talk about it that isn't that person actually mm -hmm. because it's um and that's the other thing about i think a lot of people will relate to that, to that yes thing. yeah but I think being out with this person in particular, there's been times where, you know, and yes, just even going out with them, I have been aware of it. And it's, yeah, it's not an easy thing. So thank you for writing about it and sharing it with us and the listeners. I appreciate that a lot. And I can't wait for you to be back in Edinburgh because that is yeah, jealous. a beautiful city and a place to be. And yeah, well, an opportunity awaits, my fine friend. Well, yeah, Shane, if you if you really want to do the sort of uh, the Ollie um, hotspot Edinburgh tour, where you go to 
places um, f- where famous and important things happened in my life because I lived in Edinburgh for uh, two, uh, two years, one year or something. What you should do is go up Carlton Hill and have a panic attack. Then you should go down, walk down Prince's Street and go to Prince's Street Gardens, have a panic attack there. Then l- kind of loop up through... Uh, well, not through, but you can go around to get to the grouse market. Have two panic attacks there because I can remember at least two. Um, is this all in one outing? Does he need to do this, or is this just? Well, you when, can break you it know, up. Do... You can break it up. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you feel a panic attack coming, and you you know you want to do it somewhere where someone very cool and important has once done it before, because Edinburgh is a very historic yeah. city. Um, yeah. and mostly because of me and everything I got up to there. There's a Starbucks on um, what's that road near the near the station, but it opened very early at six a.m. So when I hadn't slept, I could just go sit there, stare into space. God, good times. Anyway, enjoy yeah. Edinburgh, my friend, fine yeah. friend. <laughs> my finest of friends. Well, thank you for that email, and um, yeah, it is nice. Get back in touch. It is nice to hear, uh, um, you know, uh, to have a message coming in from a male because I mean, we love all our emails, but it is true that we seem to not get as many from men, and maybe that is a stigma thing as well. But I think it is, man. I think that the way that the show is kind of promoted or advertised is the, the nature is it's a although it's multi you know there's different ways of looking at it it's two mates talking about mental health and i think still there's something around those two words together that blokes go oh, uh, not sure about that mm. um or if they do listen they they don't feel able to share their yeah. own experiences so if that is the case i hope that the way we have um you know de- engaged with shane's email has hasn't put anyone off uh, maybe my little rant about uh, panic attacks in edinburgh is probably not the most helpful thing to shane personally um <laughs> sorry about that solidarity though yeah. but you know the point of doing this is well, obviously, to become hugely famous and successful is is kind of the main point, but also <laughs> um, is so that these conversations can seem a bit more accessible because a lot, for me anyway, a lot of these talk about mental health can be very heavy and serious, and that's for, I mean, some of it is very serious. But, you know, as Shane himself has uh you know he called himself pissy pants in the subject line of the email it doesn't all have to be um incredibly like uh i don't know do you know what i mean it doesn't have to be such a oh absolutely i think you have to be careful when you're talking about other people's you know if if i heard of we've spoken about this before if i heard about somebody yeah, yeah, and I started going, oh, fucking sick bag. Yeah. You know, get, then that's not a cool thing. But I think that the, the idea is that, I don't know, when we talk to one another, you realise that there are things that are uniquely funny about situations, but when shared with friends. Yeah, um, and I think it takes away some of the kind of power of the thing, if you, at yes. least for me, and you're right that I wouldn't want to do this on anyone else's behalf, but just I find It's like it, Ollie... Sorry, sorry. No, please, my dear sweet boy. <laughs> it's like in, is it the Bogarts in Harry Potter where it comes out the wardrobe and it's like, is yeah. it a Bogart? Is that what it's Bo- called? Boggarts. 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 When it comes out of the um, wardrobe and they have to laugh at it, don't they? Um... 
that, or they all start to laugh. It's like the, the thing they are most scared of in the world comes out of the wardrobe. And I, they have to think of their happiest. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work as an analogy. I thought they had to laugh to, it, to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't but think that's true. The reason true. they laugh, they the laugh. The reason they laugh is because Snape, Snape and his, comes out, and he's half grandma, Neville's... half Snape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. I've got it wrong. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they have to laugh of it, laugh at it. But um, hey, listen, man, that was close. Can I ask a genuine question? How? What percent of Harry Potter do you think is real? Right. What? What do you mean? Um, you mean? You mean Hogwarts? Like Hog? Do you mean the the magic? What percentage of the magic is real? I don't know what I mean. It's just that I know when I'm watching it, I believe in some of it. I just can't put my finger on which bits I believe or not. Okay. Well, you know, maybe this will help you. You know, in Chamber of Secrets, there's the car, the Ford Angular, or whatever yes. it is. Yeah, yeah. So like, the car is real. That's real. Yeah. But its ability to fly, that's not real. Yes. Does that help? Okay, cool. Yeah, because I sometimes, when I've been watching it and I've been so engrossed, I'm like, am I watching, is this a documentary series or is this just yeah, pure no, entertainment? Yeah, no, 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 certainly not. Uh, again, I mean, like, you know, the Whomping Willow. Trees, willows are real, Yeah. But then I think with that kind of thing, I think, well, you know, I've seen some pretty unique things in the world and I haven't, I know for a fact I haven't seen all the trees. So for me, when I'm watching the films, I'm yeah. like, I wonder where they shot that. And, you know, yeah. Anyway, let's not get hung up on it. It's just well, interesting, I, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I would just say that I am not claiming I've seen every tree that there is. Um, mm. but I don't think, actually, I was just about to say there aren't trees that try beat you up, but the Venus flytraps essentially do yeah. that. So actually, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. It's probably all real. Yeah. Well, there's definitely bits of it that, uh, you know, food for thought. Um, anyway, well, I love that email and I've loved this week's, do you know what? This week's episode has been one of those where I didn't know what we were going to talk about. And within five minutes... We were, you know, bouncing ideas off one another. We had a few tabs open, but it's all—I hey. think it's all being kept under control. Hey. Um, Love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so George, can I just quickly say before we move on from Shane's? Um, every time, sorry, every time I say his name, I get worried that that's not the name, and I have to go and check, even though I know it is the name. Anyway, Shane's email. Um, he he finished it with. Um, a bunch of tips and coping mechanisms that he finds useful, and it's this is specifically for the the kind of um, the bladder related anxiety thing, and I think it would be useful f- for us to put those up somewhere, maybe on some kind of um, Instagram page. Right. Yes. So is this working? We do have. Do you get what I'm trying yeah, to do? Yes, we do have an official Instagram page. I'm going to have to look we, up what the username is. The handle is, is. Yeah, we still haven't posted it because we, you know, we want to. I don't know, get it right. Um, and anyone that follows me on social media will know that I'm particularly shite at times with social media. Um, yes, but but yes, what a brilliant place to post them. Well, I um, think. There's been plenty of times where we've read stuff out on emails and and um and mentioned something resources or whatever and then yes uh, I think it would just be good to have them all in one place so you can go and read more if you want so if you are interested in that then follow phone a friend pod on Instagram and we'll put Shane's 
tips up there. Yeah. Um, along with some other other stuff. Yeah. And oh, the one I'd love to post is the if 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 we got the all clear. Do you remember months ago now? There was the kind of uh, the dog. Oh yes, the the therapy dog, What's the, the emotional support dog. I can't remember the exact. Yeah. But yes, yes, I think that would be. A, we'll, we'll we'll reach out and get permission. Yeah. Um, that might be a very private dog. We don't know. But also, I think we should put up blueprints for the the bop. Um, mm-hmm. People can mm-hmm. critique uh, Rich's work there, and you know, well, Ooh. constructive, constructive feedback i think yeah and the picture of the cake the picture of the cake we got a bunch of stuff that will get up there yes. and if you want to get in touch with us oh do you know what this instagram thing is gonna make it so that there is actually there <laughs> yeah. is actually a best way to do it <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like there, it's yeah, not the only well, way anymore well th- there's always been a few ways to get in touch with the show no and there actually the, hasn't the, no, this is actually the first episode in which what you're about to say is accurate and true. Oh, okay. Well, I'd, yeah, I've I've always felt as if there's been a few ways to get in touch with the show, and but, but the more traditional way, the best is, way, the most likely, yes, uh, you know, the way that we will most likely see it, yes, is uh, is to email us, and the email address is contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. And um, please do email us any thoughts, any ideas, any, you know, suggestions, anything, stories, um, get in touch, any questions, get in touch. We enjoy it. Yeah. Um, And if anyone else has any uh, experience with any of the stuff Shane was talking about, the particularly the toilet anxiety, I, I have a feeling that that is something that we're going to get people kind of responding to. I think it's a mm. kind of un- almost universal thing. It, at least, you know, it's something that a lot of people have probably experienced in some way. So, yeah, get in touch. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Is there anything else, George? Just that we are ever so fond of one another, and I, we want our <laughs> listeners to know that. And um, Sounds believable. And that, yeah, and that we appreciate um all of our listeners and we're not sending love to anywhere in particular this week we're just sending love to everybody and um we can't wait to hear from you all we hope you all have a lovely week and we will see you next week uh yeah i'm gonna actually send a bit of love specifically to shane um i think shane is kind of the podcast's uh, this week's mvp P. is that a thing yes. most value yeah. man of the match yes um so uh to shane in cork and beyond in edinburgh soon my dear friend um a lot of love and a lot of energy and a lot of focus <laughs> yeah uh thank you very much guys and we will see you next week bye bye goodbye goodbye george goodbye goodbye bye bye goodbye bye, 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye